everyone, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and welcome to the beginning of what I am unofficially calling the Coon and Friends Trilogy, because today is part one of the three-part saga with the Coon and Coon and Friends. So today, uh, or this week, the episode that I'm going to be reviewing is... Coon 2 Hindsight. Now, this is the second appearance of the Coon, the superhero alter ego of Cartman, but he has a club now, and I'm going to be talking about that, and going to be talking about a lot of interesting things that go on in this episode. And I just want to mention that even though this is not a Halloween episode, it does air the week of Halloween. So, unfortunately, we cannot call this a Halloween episode. But we can dream a little dream, can't we, folks? So, with that said, let's get into this week's episode, Coon to Hindsight. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on October 27th, 2010. Our episode begins at the base headquarters of Coon and Friends, and we get to meet all the members of Coon and Friends. We have Mysterion, Toolshed, Tupperware, Iron Maiden, Mintberry Crunch, Mosquito, and the Human Kite. So, they are this collective group and they're trying to help out the community when all of a sudden a fire breaks out downtown so the coon asks his mom who is his butler to drive them to the fire so they get to the fire and they are stopped by the fire department and the police when all of a sudden we see this other superhero why it's captain hindsight and here is the backstory of captain hindsight once known as jack brolin a reporter for the national news the hero was born when a freak accident gave him the amazing power of extraordinary hindsight from toxic spills to unjust wars there is no task too large for captain hindsight you see those windows on the right side they should have built fire escapes on those windows for the higher floors, then people could have gotten down. And then on the roof, they should have built it with a more reinforced structure so a helicopter could have landed on it. Yes, of course. And then you see that building to the left? Yes. They shouldn't have built that there, because now you can't park any fire trucks where you really need to. Well, looks like my job here is done. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Captain Well, after Captain Hindsight leaves, everybody else leaves the fire scene and unfortunately 14 people die in the apartment fire so that night while stan and family are having dinner the coon and friends alarm goes off it's never been seen because well no one's noticed it now not even stan so Stan kind of has to lie and say that he's done with dinner and if he could go upstairs 
And Sharon asks Randy to take it down, and he says that he can't because he can't find his tools. Somebody took his tools. Well, I guess that's tool shed for you. So they all meet up, and now the coon has a new plan. His plan is to get Captain Hindsight to join Coon and Friends. But the guys are against this. They're, you know, they're thinking there's no way that this guy is going to join. But the coon is very obsessed with getting him to join. So, as this is going on, we find out that Professor Chaos is trapped in jail. And that, well, he's been in jail for six days, hasn't been released I mean, to be fair, Coon and Friends are doing a good job of defending, you know, the town from bad people. But here, eh, you know, six days, eh, give him one more day, then let him out. So, then we go to the ocean. We, we, we go to the Gulf, actually, where we see BP. And they're going to be drilling a hole to get some more oil. Well... This is where we have our Gulf oil crisis <laughs> accident. And when they realize what has happened, they're like, Oh no, don't tell me we did it again. Well, yep, they did. They really did. So to talk about what actually happened. So this is known as the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. The incident happened on April 20th, 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico on the BP-operated Macondo Prospect, considered to be the largest marine oil spill in the history of the petroleum industry and estimated to be 8 to 31% larger in volume than the previous largest, the Extoc 1 oil spill that also happened in the Gulf of Mexico. The United States federal government estimated the total discharge at 4.9 MBBL, or 210 million U.S. gasoline. After several failed efforts to contain the flow, the well was declared sealed on September the 19th of that year. Reports in early 2012 indicated that the well site was still leaking. The Deepwater Horizon oil spill is regarded as one of the largest environmental disasters in American history. I do remember this. This was a very bad situation and this was not good for anybody. BP, the United States, it just was not very, very good. So, Kuhn and friends see this happening, and all of them are about to go. Well, except for Mintberry Crunch, because, well, the Coon doesn't think that Mintberry Crunch is really anything. But then, guess who comes back? Captain Hindsight, it drilled into a marine sanctuary, and the environment is being poisoned. If we can't stop it, the spill could reach New Orleans. Hmm. 
All right. You see where that rig is drilling? Yes. It's in too deep of water. They shouldn't have drilled in that deep of water because now they can't get machines deep enough to fix the spill. Aha! Yes, yes! Now, if it's a valve that ruptured, then what they should have done is installed a backup valve in case that valve broke. I believe they did install a backup safety valve, Captain Hindsight. Hmm, right. Then they should have had a backup safety valve to that backup safety valve. My God, he's right. My work here is done. I'm off to find others in need. God bless you, Captain Hindsight. God bless you. Captain Hindsight. Okay, so Captain Hindsight has once again ruined the plans of the coon. Then we get an apology video from the CEO of BP, Tony Hayward. And this is a funny bit because this happens three times during the episode where he's doing something and he's like, Sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. We're sorry. Um, so, Tony Hayward uh, is best known for uh, being the CEO of BP Oil. Uh, he is a businessman, is 64 years old at the time of this recording, and was, until last year, the chairman of Glencore Extrata. So, he's been pretty busy he's, he's kept himself pretty busy since uh the whole bp situation and leaving bp so the coon is just obsessed with getting captain hindsight to join coon and friends so cartman decides to go to the house of captain hindsight and he is able to talk with him and he's able to make him a lucrative offer to join Coon and Friends. His first three payments are already paid for. But Captain Hindsight tells Cartman that Captain Hindsight works alone. And this gets Cartman very upset. So the so Cartman goes back and he now comes up with a new plan. So at this point, he's kind of like, "Forget the Gulf Coast. We're gonna get the or we're gonna get Captain Hindsight to join our group." So he comes up with this idea. The idea is to have Captain Hindsight naked and have him next to Courtney Love. Take pictures of them together and basically blackmail Captain Hindsight to join the group. And then, to make things even more interesting, make Professor Chaos as Courtney Love. To which Butters goes, No! I don't want to be Courtney Love! <laughs> that, that's the best line I think you could ever say about trying to get someone to be Courtney Love is... I don't want to be Courtney Love. Well, the Mosquito then has a different plan. I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should help the people in the Gulf Coast by having a fundraiser event. And we should make Lavender Light and sell it outside the grocery store. To which the Coon is really upset, but 
all the others agree with him. So they decide we're going to do this fundraising event. And then we get a parody of a famous scene from A Clockwork Orange. It is the scene where the coon and friends are walking down the street as there's classic music playing. The coon then all of a sudden kicks the mosquito and beats him up. And then he scratches the mosquito. Then Mintberry Crunch tries to save him and he gets scratched. And it's a famous scene from the movie A Clockwork Orange because um, Malcolm McDowell, I think everyone knows this, but I'll just do it anyway, is the leader of this group. And there's a famous scene in the movie where they're walking down, um, not a street, but it's more like an industrial area, and he beats up a member of his gang. So that's where it comes from, and it's a, it's a pretty famous scene. Uh, I've seen this movie. It's uh, it, it's interesting. I'll definitely say that it's interesting. But Malcolm McDowell is very very good in that movie. So if anything, watch the movie for Malcolm McDowell. He is very very good in that movie. So. After the coon has beaten up Mosquito and Mintberry Crunch, they all agree, begrudgingly, to go with the coon's plan. Then we get another commercial, or another video from Tony Hayward, who this time, along with apologizing, well, let me tell you why he's apologizing. Because they dug another hole. Except this time... They dug a hole into another dimension. And all of these creatures and monsters are coming out and they're killing everybody. So, Tony Hayward announces that they are changing their name. They are no longer Beyond Petroleum. They are now Dependable Petroleum. And their catchphrase is, We no longer fuck the earth. We DP it. <clears throat> So, then we have another situation. Captain Hindsight isn't helping. Wonder why? Well, it's because he received pictures of him naked being with Courtney Love. However, as you can clearly tell, it is not Captain Hindsight. It is some big, fat, homeless man dressed as Captain Hindsight naked with Butters as Courtney Love. So, after that, the coon is now set on taking care of the next thing. But then we have a situation. Because all the other members have decided to kick the coon out of Coon and Friends. And the coon is like, you, you can't do that. It's the coon and friends. You can't kick the coon out of coon and friends. And they're like, well, we voted unanimously and we're kicking you out. 
and we told your mom what happened and she's gonna take you out so mrs cartman drags the coon out of the basement and in this weird way punishes cartman for beating up his friends and also the language so he cannot play superhero with his friends while they're there so then uh another video from tony hayward well no actually let me go back a little bit because tony hayward is in a meeting at dp trying to figure out what they're going to do next and tony hayward figures out you know what let's go to the moon we can drill a hole in the moon and that's going to be our new way to get oil so they all agree and they send a, a, a rocket ship to the moon and they're setting up a station there and hey there's the body of Wilziak and Tom Cruise from previous episodes still on the moon and then we have another problem because they now dug a hole in the moon they have un or inadvertently released Cthulhu the monster from the under underground and okay to talk about this Cthulhu uh, was first introduced in 1928 created by HP Lovecraft wow what a fascinating name in a short story the call of Cthulhu which was or was publicized in pulp magazines or the pulp magazine weird tales in 1928 considered a great old one within the pantheon of lovecraftian cosmic entities this creature has since been featured in numerous popular cultural references so the name was probably chosen to echo the sound catonic which is ancient greek of the earth as apparently suggested by lovecraft himself at the end of his 1923 tale the rats in the walls the catonic or earth dwelling spirit has precedence in numerous ancient and medieval mythologies often guarding mines and precious underground treasures notably in the Germ germanic dwarfs and the greek chalbus telkines or dactyls so the description of cthulhu is a monster of vaguely anthro anthropid outline but with an octopus like head whose face was a mass of feelers a scaly rubbery looking body prodigious claws on hind and four feet and long narrow wings behind and he's pretty much that that whole character has pretty much been used for just about anything and everything that you could think of so um i'm not even gonna <laughs> i'm not even gonna go further into that so because now cthulhu is out uh we're gonna be getting three thousand years of darkness and we're pretty much screwed but coon and friends decide that they're gonna go fight cthulhu and then we get that we get this monologue at the end from Cartman as the coon and he believes now that his friends have turned evil and he's going to take matters into his own hands while it's raining and that 
is the end of Kuhn to Hindsight. Okay, so as far as this episode goes, I enjoy the Captain Hindsight character. I think it's a funny, stupid character. It's one of those characters where it's like, you can only use him for so much that, you know, you can't really use him really for any other, you know, thing than this. So, um, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, other than that, you know, it's a part one. You got two other parts to go. I'm not going to rank it too high. I'm going to go with a seven again on this one. Um, but I got a feeling that we're going to get a little bit better here. So, I did talk about the members of Kuhn and Friends, but I didn't say who each one was. So, Toolshed is Stan. That's kind of obvious. Kind of mentioned that. Tupperware is Token. Iron Maiden is Timmy. Unfortunately, he's not a member of the band Iron Maiden, which would have been awesome. Uh, Mintberry Crunch is a kid by the name of Bradley Biggle, which I don't think we've seen before. I really don't think we have. Mosquito is Clyde, and the human kite is Kyle. There's one that I didn't mention, and I'll talk about that a little later on. So, besides uh, a Clockwork Orange, there's a couple of other references. Uh, there's one point where Captain o or Captain Obvious, Captain Hindsight, tells one of the police commissioners to tell Brett Favre that he shouldn't send pictures of his dong via, you know, via texting. That was a scandal at the time, but I don't think really much came of that. The mosquito's nose is covered with a vuvuzela. Vuvuzelas were used in protest of the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, and you can hear them at soccer events. Now to the reception of this episode. In its original American broadcast, the episode was watched by 2.755 million viewers. That's according to the Nielsen Media Research. A slight drop since the previous episode. The episode received a 1.7 rating with a 3 share, meaning it was watched by 1.7% of the population and 3% of people watching television at the time of the episode's broadcast. As with the previous episode, this one received a 1.6 rating with a 5 share among adult viewers between 18 and 49. Among male viewers between ages 18 and 34, the episode received a 3.6 rating with an 11 share. The episode received average reviews from critics. Josh Modell of the AV Club described the episode as pretty one note, giving it a C rating. Alright, now let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,000 people have rated this episode, and the average rating is an 8.2 out of 10. 628 people gave it an 8. 452 people gave it a 10, 305 people gave it a 7, that's the score I'm giving it, and 42 people gave it a 1. To break it down into demographics, the average rating for males is an 8.1, with its highest uh, age demographic being under 18, with an average rating of a 9. For females, the average rating is an 8.3, with its highest demographic being 45 and over, 
with a rating of an 8.8. So, now that we've done that and I have officially submitted my rating for the episode, let's go to the user reviews and see what they thought of this episode. There's only two, and this first one is very, very quick. It is from Pangus910. Two sentences. Clockwork orange scene make episode very dark fast, and the BP oil scandal. The other one is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote, Cartman returns as the vigilante hero, the Coon. This time, he has a team of superheroes who are known, who are together known as Coon and Friends. At the scene of a fire, they meet a superhero named Captain Hindsight. His superpower is to tell people what they should have done to prevent the tragedy. Coon wants Captain Hindsight to join their group. After he refuses, he tries to blackmail Hindsight by photoshopping him drunk and naked with Courtney Love. Actually, butters in a dress. The rest of the group have other plans to protect the world. Meanwhile, BP causes another oil spill and opens a gateway to another dimension and releasing demons, basically causing more problems by trying to fix them. While the episode is not as strong as the previous episodes, it's a Jersey thing, in Sheepshin, or even the original Coon episode, Coon 2 is a fairly decent episode with some funny and memorable moments. The Clockwork Orange reference was very interesting as well. And again, I, I, I like the Clockwork Orange reference because it fits the character and the situation perfectly, even though, like I said, it's a weird movie really is so that's gonna do it for this episode you guys can follow the show on twitter at sharks pond 97 and you can join the facebook group sharks pond a south park podcast where you can join other south park fans to discuss past present and believe it or not future episodes now when i mentioned who each of the superheroes were in this episode, there was one particular person that I did not mention, and that is Mysterion, because Mysterion, well, we don't know who Mysterion is. There's a couple of assumptions, because he did appear in that first Coon episode, he's here in the second one, and we're obviously in a three-parter. So, is the next episode going to be the one where we find out who Mysterion really is? Well, we'll have to see as the next episode in the Coon and Friends trilogy is Mysterion Rises. That is next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thank you all for tuning into the episode, and I hope you all have a wonderful week.